0: Hello and welcome to Joe Blogs About Films, a podcast that's set up to do a bit of chit-chatting about films. We are now on episode 23, and this week we're going to be focusing on the brand new James Wan film Malignant, a film in which I was really looking forward to because, as I've mentioned on previous podcast episodes, uh, in particular when we have spoke about James Wan, I am, like, I love his work. I absolutely love What he's done, Um, he's kind of touched upon everything, you know, your action films, in particular, obviously, his horror, that's what he's most known for. Um, Loved the Saw films, like I said, when we spoke about Spiral before, um, just how much I absolutely adored that very first Saw film. One of my all-time favourite films and would love to do a revisit and probably will at some point, I would imagine. But, you know, from then on, did films like Dead Silence, Insidious, The Conjuring... Aquaman, uh, i say Fast and Furious 7, I think it was, um, and yeah, so nice to see him returning to his horror roots, and you know, with James Wan, it's never just a straightforward horror film, like, he always tries to bring something that we've not seen, I guess, maybe not just with horror films, with any film that he does, he always tries to make it new, unique, something different, uh, and that's exactly what he's done here with Malignant, um, We'll dive. We'll dive straight in, basically, because I have a lot of kind of thoughts about it. I'm, I'm. There's so much I'm hearing about it, or I'd rather, heard about it before I went to see it. And uh, yeah, like I just uh, absolutely yeah, I, I'm a bit lost for words with it if I'm being honest, but we'll come to it in a second. I'm just going to give you a rundown of the uh, well, the synopsis for the film. In present-day Seattle, after surviving a mysterious home invasion, Madison, portrayed by Annabelle Wallace, uh, begins suffering paralysing visions of grisly murders that are happening in real life. As the bodies pile up, Madison and her sister Sydney, uh, who is portrayed by Maddie Hassan, uh, begin looking into her past for answers, and what they find is horrifying. <laughs> you not telling me. It's, uh, yeah, yeah it's it's one of those films that each year from the trailers it looked like you pretty average um you know uh, imaginary friend killer thriller horror-esque if you will um and it's not really anything anything like that I mean it it, well, it is but at the same time it's it's not and this is where like I have to be careful because I think what I have to do is split this podcast episode into like my thoughts on the film as a whole but then I really want to like I am going to dive into spoilers. It's something I've not done before, but I will let you know when we get to it. I see a lot of people do this online anyways, where they kind of get to a certain point and then they go, right, we'll not talk about this until, you know, I'll let you know anyways when we get to it. But as a whole, I think it, what I, one of the things I loved about this film, or one of the things I enjoyed, because I think love is quite, a, again, a strong word for this film, because I'm looking at reviews, I'm seeing very mixed things. Either people are loving it or people are just like, I'm not really sure about it. And that's where I am at the minute. Like, I, I'm really not sure... Really, if if I did like it as much as some people have, because IMDb, I think it's like six point three or something out of ten. Um, Empire gave it three stars out of five, which I think maybe I would sit with that. I think that that is a fair representation of a review, I should say, of of this film. Um, and yeah, I could go over obviously what other reviews and critics have said, but really, obviously, you're here listening to what I thought of it. Um, and what I liked more so of this film than anything else was that it kind of for James Wan's career, it kind of summed it up in a way. Like, there was elements of this film that ticked all the boxes from other films that he's done. There were some moments in there that I was like, that's very insidious. Uh, very, the, the, the score as well, and the score was done by Joseph Bishara, who's done a lot of James Wan's films, such as, like, The Conjuring and the Insidious films. And, um... Yeah, like the score. There were times again when I was like, woof, Like the the use of like strings and violins and those like very sharp, almost like stabbing, stabbing sounds, if you will. Um, violins like they're using insidious. There's a there's a few moments of that in uh, in this film as well. There is some like grungy new metal sounding, which is very very saw esque. And I think Joseph Bishara did a really, really good job in terms of composition and and the music they put in for this film because, like I've just said, there it kind of does sum up pretty much all of his career. Um, like, there's so many nods in this film, or so many like things that I'm so familiar with, being a huge fan of his work. I'm like, I like that. Think it was good. His camera angles again, like his his execution and how he gets how he gets the shot, how he gets the scares. Um, they were all there. I think it wasn't as necessarily scary as what I thought it was going to be. The third act is absolute just mayhem. Um, which will come to us say probably more so in 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 the spoiler side of this uh, of this review um but yes the third act of this film is pretty pretty bonkers um like I mentioned at the start there the the cast again really really good Annabelle Wallace is the lead, of say in Madison and she does an excellent job uh, you'll be familiar with Annabelle Wallace from peaky blinders and she, she is a very very good lead you know we learn more about her past and how this whole film is like centered around her as a character and if you're like me, you're always looking for little things and, and whether there will be a twist, because not always James Wan's films need a twist. I think, you know, the biggest twist he's ever done was Saw. You'll never get as good as that. So I'm, again, it's not like a Shyamalan situation where I'm watching his films. I'm like, well, it's not as good as Saw, is it? It's not like a, a Sixth Sense, because I think James Wan is an absolute just genius when it comes to making films. I think that's why... Part of me is like clutching to the fact that I'm such a huge fan of his that I'm like, did I really not enjoy this film as much as I was hoping to? Or is it, is it just a bad film? But I'm trying not to realise it's a bad film because I really like James Wan's work. Um I've seen reviews and and critics online who are saying, you know, such that the film, uh, in particular, um, Chris Stuckman, if you're familiar with his work on YouTube, I caught a little bit of his review because I didn't want to watch all of it because I'd not seen the film as of yet. But he was talking about stuff like camp horror. And I get that because, like I said, this this film embraces horror as a genre like it genuinely does like there's some really over the top moments in there like there would be in the 80s like for me this film really does feel very very 80s to a, to an extent like it's almost like it's been plucked out the 80s and popped into 2021 and I don't mind it I don't mind that at all because like I said there's some cheesy lines in there cheesy dialogue I don't have a problem with that at all I think yeah by all means make me laugh I like it you know what I mean like some a kind of like realism or like just a person's going into a dark corridor and they're like oh I've got to go to the basement oh, of course I've got to go to the basement it's like yeah. <laughs> All of that is, it's almost like James Wan knows as a viewer that you're all sat there rolling your eyes a little bit, just like, really? Like, here we go again. Like, don't go down to the basement. What are you doing? But that's just James Wan. He, he knows this genre, like the back of his hand. Like, he's an absolute genius. And like I say, as much as I'm questioning this film and whether I enjoyed it as much, or whether I enjoyed it at all, um, I, I don't want to take anything away from James Wan because I don't think this is like the start of anything, like a decline in his work. Because like I've said, there are moments in this film that are really, really good. There's some good scares in there some some pretty good jump scares one in particular that said didn't really see coming it just came out of nowhere um but yeah like his his whole work with the with the camera is he's just uh he's just just wonderful he knows he knows the shot that he wants to get and he gets quite a lot of them there are those classic you know james one shots there's a lot of the upside like starting off upside down and coming over back to you know well not standard if you will um yeah, there's some really, really nice work in there, and yeah, like I, I don't mind the over-the-top acting or, or the over-the-top kind of dialogue, if you will. I think that it makes this film it just, it just really did feel like an '80s film, like they've been plucked out like an '80s horror film, they been plucked out and popped into uh, into 2021. Uh, but as this film goes on, like I say, it does get progressively and just absolutely. You just kind of sat there and you're like, Why? what's go- <laughs> what's going on? Um, but for me, I started to kind of pick up where this film was going quite early on. Not not necessarily like straight away, but there was a certain part of this film that, a bit like with Spiral, there's a moment in the film, and I said that before when I reviewed Spiral, where you're like, I think it's that guy, or at least I think you, this is this is what I think he was causing it kind of thing, who was doing the traps. And then in this film, you know, the, the, the centre character is around an, an entity called Gabriel. And who is Gabriel? Like, what what is, what is this Gabriel? And I... I guess now would be a pretty good so let's just kind of before I jump into spoilers, I say overall I think it was it was it was it was alright. Like it's not it's not amazing. It's something the film itself is not one that I will probably watch again, which is strange. It's a strange feeling for me because I love James Wan's work. Um but now what we'll do is we're gonna I'm gonna jump into a little bit of a, a spoiler territory. So if you've not seen the film yet and obviously, well, I don't like being that guy to spoil films and talk about it, but I really want... And this film's been out like over a week or so now or something, so I think I'm in the clear. But this is your last warning um, to stop playing it, stop playing this podcast, which I usually wouldn't, you know, tell you to do. But if you really... Like I said, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. So if you've not seen the film, stop the podcast now and come back to this point when you have watched it, and we'll just kind of... You can have it spoiled away, if you will. Um, Right, so... It turns out that this entity, Gabriel, is like li- a a living being on the back of Madison's head. Very, very Voldemort-esque, like like from Harry Potter. Um, and I started to like kind of clock something to do with this. You know, like her head, she she's she gets pushed. She gets. Pushed the main character, Madison, gets pushed against the wall, and her head's constantly bleeding. And forever, she's touching the back of her head, and it's and it's bleeding. And there's this moment at the start of the film when obviously all hell is breaking loose, and there seems to be this like gnarly being that's like just obviously communicating via radio and saying that he's going to kill all these people, this side and the other. But we don't see what it is. We just know that like there's maybe a child involved because you see like a pair of socks, and it's like is there. Is that like just a child with some kind of really, like, you know, deformity, if you will? Um, and this is, this is, uh, it's just something I said I started to pick up on when the killer is the movements were backwards all the time. Like they were, they were like literally when they were killing, you could tell that they were doing it like backwards, like the person was walking backwards, running backwards. And I was like, it's strange that that's, you know, almost very exorcist-esque in the sense of like the crawling and stuff like that. And I, I, you know, it's classic horror, if you will. But obviously with Madison constantly touching the back of her head and bleeding, and then lo and behold, it is revealed that it is some, some form of another being on the back of her head. I don't know, like, I, I I've, again, I, I was like, oh, okay. And, and there were some really nice, clever shots that was almost like James Wan wanted you in a way to... to to, well, guess and know that that was going to be the case. Like, there's a moment when they're always talking about, like, oh, she's buried this, that, and the other in the back of her head, like she's got repressed memories and constantly the use of the word head and stuff. And there's a moment when she's on the phone in the bathroom and she's, like, talking to Gabriel and he's all, like, you know, having a, just, you know, just a bit of a taunting time with her. And the shot of the camera, you can see the back of her head at the same time. And it's like, the signs were all pointing there. And you're like, really, is this, is that? It? And obviously, it, well, that's what it turns out to be. And I have no problems with that. Because like I say, if I guessed it, then I'm sure the people out there would have guessed it as well. Some people may not and be like, I don't, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, I just, I don't know how I, uh, I just really don't know what I feel about this film. Because after you find out that obviously Gabriel's in the back of her head, you know, they share the same brain, share, share the same spinal cord, which is why, uh, Madison can see all these killings and she's present when they happen. My God, that third act is just absolutely unreal. Like all the all the pieces start to fall into place and there's all you know like all the story of like why Madison's, you know, repressed memories were repressed and why she became or came to the family that, that took her in and such and it's just wild. Like it's absolutely wild. It's um yeah there's some there's some really good moments in this film but there's also some like I say it's it's a real strange one. Like, I do not know what to give it out of 10. And again, that could be down to the fact that I love James Wan's work and I don't want to say it's a bad film, but it's definitely not a great film, uh, which is a shame. But everyone's got to have one of these films, I guess. I think that in terms of a, a, a different approach and a different, um, you know, kind of something we've not seen before necessarily, because there are some, you know, cool it's such a it's it's such like a homage film to all these like classic 80s whether it's your slasher whether it's your horror films there's something in here that you've seen before like in terms of dialogue or characters this that and the other or even just the the, the, the killings if you will like there's you know it's it's a horror film in the, the day there's obviously going to be lots of blood and gore and such um yeah i just i overall i'm I'm a little bit like man, i i really don't know how to feel how i feel about this film um but like I say, I'm really happy I went to see it. It's it's very different. There's some great, I say, the, the score is great, the cinematography and the editing and how he transitions scenes where Madison goes from, like, in her apartment and suddenly into someone else's when the wall starts, like, almost uh, turning to, like, w- water, if you will. And, you know, you just suddenly transferred into another room or whatever. Really liked all of that. I'm just not sure that, as a story, it's, um, it's definitely one of the... The weaker it's uh, definitely the weakest definitely of what James Wan has uh, has brought to us but I'm not going to sit here and say that he's on a slippery slope because I have no doubt whatsoever that I know he's working on Aquaman 2 and I'm pretty certain that's going to be amazing and he'll come back with something that'll be absolutely out of this world um, he's a great film filmmaker and yeah this is just one of those I guess it's a bit of a bit of a miss really um so yeah i don't know what to give it out of 10 but i don't think i'm gonna give it anything more than six which is a real shame because i i love james one's work and uh, malignant sadly just just missed the mark for me but that is my thoughts on it as i say i know just i've done something i've never done before on the podcast where i've gone into a spoiler territory so Let me know if you've seen it and what your thoughts are on the film. Um, Yeah, really, uh, really, really interesting and very different film. But this has been episode 23 of Joe Blogs About Films. Talk about Malignant. I'll be back, talk about more films in the near future. But again, thank you for listening.